skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who wants to set a boundary, but not an ultimatum. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are definitely are not. We are not professionals. <laughs> we are not trained in this. Honestly, this is our second take doing the intro because I forgot my name. So please. <laughs> I forgot my own damn name in the you script did. that we've been reading you did. for the last almost five years. Y'all, we're, co- we're coming up on five years in July of 2023. All right. So anyway, this is all to say, please don't trust (laughs) Sam and I. Take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings. So hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. Our check-in topic is actually from a letter writer. The letter writer's name is Just Let It Fizzle Out, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing to us from Canada. 
And they write, hello, I think this would be more of a check-in topic. I tend to hold a seemingly unpopular opinion that is, after a first date, you don't owe the person an explanation of why you don't want to go out again. Others I chat with seem to think you need to send a, quote, breakup text indicating you aren't interested. So, to text or not to text? That is the question. Uh, yeah, this is a great question. And I feel like it's going to be really divisive for lots of our, our <laughs> listeners. I so, so I feel too. like we're going to like, we're definitely oh, yeah. going to. Well, uh, the caveat here is here. that like everybody has a different opinion on this. Um, mm-hmm. And, and there's no, you know, you might believe in your soul that there's a right way to do this or a wrong way to do this. And it just might be 100% different from the person sitting next to you. For sure. Um, and fun fact, Sam and I don't actually know our opinions, each, each other's opinions <laughs> we didn't share on this. With each other. We're, yeah. going, we're going in blind on this one. Um, so Sam, tell me, where do you fall on this? I fall on the, it's fine to just let it fizzle out <laughs> side Even of the Even though so fence. many people write us and like, we're go, I was ghosted, everything went so well. And then I they didn't I hear from them and my heart was crushed. after one date? <laughs> like, I don't, like. Literally, probably 45% I know all of, of our, our listeners writers. are like screaming at me right now and be like, I was deeply hurt yeah. by a person who went on a date with me. Um, <laughs> Your ego was really. <laughs> Here's the thing is like, I, I don't, first dates, I don't count to me. <laughs> like they are oh like, God. they are so. <laughs> you know what you're revealing to me, not your opinion about like texting or not texting, but you're like sociopathy, sociopathy. <laughs> there we go. Sociopathy, I think is the word you're trying to say. No way. That's, is, no way is that pronounced that way. <laughs> uh, just kidding. No. Just kidding. Because my thing I is actually... always like, get off the apps as quickly as possible. Don't have like a 20 minute or like a two twenty day thousand day conversation where we're yeah. just like hee hee and you don't actually know this person <laughs> and they're like sending you like cute little memes or whatever. It's like go and be in person with this person. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you don't like you haven't had like a a twenty seven day relationship at this point. You've had like a three day planning twenty days later conversation and then yeah, a yeah, date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it's like yeah. eh, this wasn't for me. And then like, you know, if the person like reaches out to you and is like, do you want to go on another date? Like, sure. Respond and say like, no, but like for the most part, if there's, if it's like, eh, there was no chemistry there, we're both kind of not feeling it. I don't think there needs to be like a, let me text you all the reasons why this date was inadequate for me. <laughs> like yes, I don't, totally. it's just not, it's not for me. And like having been on the giving and receiving end of that, like it felt really fine for me for the most part. Like if we're, if we've gone on like a bunch of dates and you stop responding, like that's different. Cause then it's like, yeah, we've spent an intimate amount of time together, but yeah. like first date, it's like, I don't know. It's like more like a networking session than like a, <laughs> than like a impassioned romance, unless it feels like an impassioned romance, in which case like go on a second yeah, do date. Do you sleep together? Do you, do you not text if you sleep with somebody? I don't think I slept with anyone on my first date, honestly. I'm talking about a hypothetical world here, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> We're both married, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, would I text them after sleeping with them? Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, that feels yeah. like a... That we've seen each other naked. Like, that's a different level of intimacy than just, like, we had so a drink have, at a bar. You have to send the sad, <laughs> the sad text that says you're not going to get this anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, you saw my body and now I'm removing it from the equation. <laughs> fall uh surprisingly in the middle here like uh, uh 
I agree with the letter writer's very first statement, which is you don't owe the person an explanation of sure. why you don't want to go out again. Um, where Why I say I fall in the middle is because the letter writer's name was just let it fizzle out. And so I'm not saying don't send the text. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying like, it's probably not that it's not like the, a cardinal sin to like, just let it fizzle out. I, mm-hmm. I have literally let major relationships fizzle out <laughs> because I'm an asshole. Um, so, uh, but I think you should fall in the middle. You should send a text, but you don't owe an explanation. Right. Sure. And yeah. if they ask, you can be like, I'm just not feeling it. You know, what comes to mind is recently a, f- a friend of mine who is like quite a bit younger, um, almost a decade or over a decade younger was just telling me how they got broken up with somebody that that they went on like a handful of dates with. Mm -hmm. Now, granted they, like you said, they'd been on a handful of dates, they had made plans, they'd had sex, you know, so it was a little bit more involved. Um, and then they were breaking up or like, you know, being like, I don't think I want to continue this. And apparently this person just like went on and on about all the reasons why they didn't feel like the two, people were compatible. They were like, you don't like my music, you know, or like you're not as into music as I am. And I, I tend to see myself with this type of person and you're this type of person. And, and this is all coming from my friend who's like relaying the, basically the resume that she got from the person (laughs) dumping her of like everything of what she was looking for that she didn't find in her. Um, anyway, I just kept thinking when my friend was telling me this, like, this is way too much information. Like what, what happened to the simple, like, I don't really feel like we're compatible text or, um, I can't really sustain a relationship with you right now, or I'm not interested in, I don't see a future, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I know that can be really scary for a lot of people, but I also think, you know, if I ever, if I ever find myself to be single again, I'm going to use these opportunities of, uh, you know, the, the, the small opportunities that risk a small amount of conflict, right? Sure. I'm going to use them as opportunities to practice standing up for myself, despite the fear mm. of disappointing people or despite the mm. fear of making somebody uncomfortable. I'm not saying write the text and list the bullet points of all the reasons why you don't like them, but I am saying maybe write the text. that's like, Hey, I, um, I think you're a great person. I've had, I had a good time last night, but I don't really see a future with you or I don't really feel like we're compatible. Um, I think I'm going to go back on the, I, I don't know. I don't know what, like, is yeah. there an even blander <laughs> way of saying that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and again, this is why I'm like, unless the person is like reaching out to you and being like, let's go on a second date. That was amazing. Like, you don't have to like, you don't have to preempt this thing because it's like, if you're both not feeling it, that's great. But you also don't have to like have this like, yeah. Hey, just so that we're clear, I don't want to go on a second date with you. If the person's like, well, I wasn't really asking. So like, yes, why are you like, that, why are you doing this? That's another this? You know way I mean? to put it is that like, <laughs> if it's fizzling out because you guys are both texting less and less or. And you're like not making, making that another plan plans, or like you haven't yes. responded after the date. Like, yes, cool. totally. <laughs> like, let it, let it be. <laughs> okay. Okay. So somewhere in the middle of all of this (laughs) depending on yes exactly okay um yeah do you want to dive into today's letter let's do it all right this letter comes from kb whose pronouns are she they who is writing from deep within an anxiety spiral 
So I, 32, she, they have been in a poly relationship with H, 30, he, him for almost a year. I have a lot of fear and insecurity surrounding romantic relationships and my time with H has been incredibly healing in a lot of ways. Overall, I am a healthier, happier person as a result of this relationship. However, something happened yesterday that made me feel deeply uncomfortable. H messaged the Polycule group chat to tell us that he'd been asked to basically be a sugar baby. One of his friends, A, she, her, older than us, offered to pay him for sex on a regular basis. Our other partner, R, she, her, 24, finds the situation utterly delightful. I do not. If H had sex with A, that's fine with me. But if H had sex with A and then she paid him for it, that is not fine with me. I can't articulate why it makes me so uncomfortable. I support sex work and sex workers. And if H wanted to start doing cam work, even collaborating with other cam workers, I'd be okay with it. I don't understand why in-person sex work is aligned for me, but apparently it is. I've told him that it makes me uncomfortable, and he said the offer was, quote, probably mostly a joke, but probably mostly a joke is not the same as it's not going to happen, you know? Fuck, maybe I'm overreacting, but I've pushed my comfort zone a lot in this relationship, and like I said, overall, it has been very positive, so I don't think I would be out of line to ask him not to do in-person sex work because I just can't deal with it. There's a difference between pushing your comfort zone and disrespecting your own feelings, and I feel like that's where this is headed. The reality is that if he wants to pursue in-person sex work, I cannot deal with it and cannot continue to be in romantic relationship with H. Is there a way to set this boundary without it becoming an ultimatum? Mm. All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and for listening um, and trusting us with this letter. I think that this must be a really complicated, tricky, interpersonal um, pickle to <laughs> to navigate. Uh -huh. It feels like there are lots of, you know, what comes to mind as a poet, <laughs> feels like there's mm -hmm. lots of like knots in, in, in you, right? That you're trying to figure out like where, what knots do I need to untangle? What knots do I need to get used to? What knots do I need to hold fast to? Where are my boundaries? Where's my cultural conditioning begin and end? And what do I want in this relationship? You know, we're going to dive into some thoughts about the differences between um, an ultimatum, a rule and a boundary, how to talk about those with your partner um, and uh, how to sort of, to the best of our abilities, unpack our conditioning around sex work in a puritanical culture, really. Mm -hmm. um, but first, we're going to take a very, very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. 
That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, KB, thank you again for writing to us. Um, and I, I also just want to like say that I deeply relate to this, like, you know, you called it like I'm on an anxiety spiral and and it's like, I don't know why this is upsetting me, but all I can think about yes. is how much is upsetting me <laughs> and I need to like get out of this situation. I need to like fix it and put everything back in their place and like get the people to do the thing that they need to do to make me feel less anxious. Um, and I have been in that many, many times. Uh, and I have been in that recently. <laughs> right? Where, like, it's not, it is not like a thing that has necessarily gone away from me. Um, yeah. So I just want to like say that I deeply relate to that. And I deeply relate to that impulse that you're having of like, got to fix this, right? I got to yes. make this thing stop because it's causing me so much anxiety, like deeply relate. Um, and given that, I also want to invite you into some reflection 
that is kind of rising above the anxiety or like moving mm. away from the anxiety. Right. And I know that that can be really hard when you're in that moment and it's just like, like your brain is like alert, alert, alert. Things are, I'm in danger. Right. Like all of that is, is totally understandable. And like, and reacting out of that is also totally understandable. And hopefully now that it's uh, a while later, we can sort of take a step back and say like, Ooh, what was that thing that caused those alarm bells to start going off, right? And and part of what I think has been helpful for me in maybe helping me move, move through those moments of anxiety, perhaps more quickly or perhaps like with a greater understanding of like, yeah, of like, oh, I, I recognize this is what's happening. And so like, I need to, I need to figure out how to, to move away from the alarm bells. Um, so part of it is like, I want you to do some reflection on this. Like, you know, you talked about like, I don't know why in-person sex work freaks me out or like why this is so anxious or anxiety producing for me. And I want you to think about why that's happening, right? Like what about the distinction between him having sex on camera with people you, maybe people you don't know, maybe it's that there, it is a one-time thing. Maybe it's that it's not like some sort of like financial situation where he's being kind of taken care of, right? Like what about this particular instance feels so threatening to you yeah. and why, like, what is yeah. the story that's coming out of this experience? Right. And it may be that you get to a point and you're like, I'm still uncomfortable with it. Like, I still don't want it to happen. And that's really great. That's fine. We can talk about that. But I do, I know that often when I'm having these like anxiety things, it is about something that is totally unrelated <laughs> to like what is happening in the actual moment. It's like, this is really connected to like something in my past, or this is really connected to something that has happened to me, or this is connected to some sort of like social conditioning that I've had right. about like how relationships should work. Right. And, and so I want you to dig into that a little bit now that yes. hopefully you've found a place where you can sort of look at it with a little bit more of a distance, um, because I think that that's probably where some of this healing is going to come. And I'm not saying you have to make a different decision about like what your relationship is going to look like, but I am saying that I want you to do it in a way that feels more authentic to who you are and what your relationship is rather than just like a response to our brain chemistry freaking out on us about something. Yeah. And I think, you know, Sam's right. We aren't, we're not even in this letter going to say what the right answer is for you because only mm -hmm. you and your partners know that, right? right. Yep. <laughs> only you can establish what your boundaries are within your heart and your relationships and whatnot. Um, but we can help maybe hold your hand through some of those deeper reflections, as Sam said. You know, one of the things that comes to mind immediately about what Sam was just posing was, well, you know, there's something, there's a line that's, that's blurred when you go from the performance of an online cam experience, you know, um, to sex with a live person for money. Like I, I, I'm, I'm only saying this out loud to be like, is this what's bothering you? Or is it, is this the nerve that was struck? You mm -hmm. know, does it feel like it's too similar looking to the sex that they have with you? Um, mm -hmm. That isn't paid, that isn't a service, you know, that isn't profitable. Um, does that, does that make you question its integrity or its sincerity? Um, these are the, these are the things about sex work that we have um, 
that have been sort of like ingrained in us societally um, that that make it hard for us to hold the nuance and hard for us to hold the whole complexity of sexuality and human experience that like um, that they could that that a sex worker can have passionate loving sex with their partner and turn around and having and have passionate loving sex with a client Mm -hmm. and that those those two acts look the same and are inherently different um for sure only to uh the sex worker to the client to the sex worker's partners like like it is as different as it uh in their hearts right like i don't know what maybe it's a maybe it's the exact same thing for them maybe it's totally different um and i'm wondering if it makes you feel like this you know the sanctity of your intimacy is threatened if it could be repeated in a way that is profitable um and i think that's you know that is the number one way we can get through feelings is to allow them and to, and then to, and and to welcome them and then process through them right so like i'm not saying that is a bad instinct to have but i would say well what does what why does that make you feel like your intimacy is is less genuine what sure. does what does it threaten there why are you feeling <clears throat> um um really activated by the idea of this yeah yeah i think it also you know it might have something to do with like societal conceptions of sex work as well. Like yeah. I feel like there's been like a really growing acceptance of, of sex work as related to people who do only fans or put stuff on Twitter or whatever it might be um, as sort of like, yeah, absolutely. I'm pro sex work because I want people to get their money. But then the actual idea of sort of in-person sex work where somebody is like paying somebody to have sex with them, right? Like not a porn performance, not like for a spectator, but like for the actual act of having sex. Um, I don't think it's been as like broadly sort of socialized as, as sort of like cam work or like work that like looks adjacent to porn. Right. So I'm wondering if that's like part of it too, right? Where it's like some of the societal conditioning about like, people who have sex for money and yeah. and like our societal beliefs about them, right? That they're yes. bad people, that they're dirty, whatever it might be, which to be clear is not absolutely not true, right? Like sex right. work is work. And, and if everything is consensual and works out in the way that it should, like it's, it's really great. So, um, maybe part of it is that, that like societal piece, like Sierra said, maybe it's part about like the relationship and like the two different sex acts and what they mean. Um, it might also be about like, the idea of not being able to take care of H in the way that this person could like financially, right? Like this Mm. sugar baby situation where it's like, Oh, he's going to get access to Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, well, if, if, if this person is providing him with financial resources as well as access to sex, like what can I bring? Right. Like I can, you know, I'm trying to support myself or whatever it might look like where it's like, I don't, that might be part of it as well. Um, and the thing is, is that Sierra and I can speculate about this stuff, right? Yes. And we're not in your body. We're not in your heart. So we don't know like what is the thing that's sort of triggering these, these alarms to go off. Um, yeah. And I want to say that like, I, 
if you get to a point where you're like, no, this is still a line in the sand for me, then like you can absolutely make that clear in your relationship. And yes, and I like your question about like, how do I set a boundary without setting an ultimatum? And, and I'm like, this is an ultimatum. <laughs> like this is, this is like the definition of an ultimatum where it's like you, if you do this thing, you will not be in relationship with me, right? Like that is an ultimatum. Ultimatums aren't necessarily bad in relationships, right? I have ultimatums in my relationship. If Peter does something that hurts me in a particular way, our relationship will be over. Like that'll like we we've we've set the limits of what's okay and not okay in our relationships and and been really clear about what's gonna happen if some of those lines get crossed. So ultimatums are okay. Like we think about them as like being bad, but they're what they really are are just like they're agreed upon rules of our relationship, right? Like right. they're, they're the, the, the ways that we decide what is in and out of bounds of how we're supposed to, to operate. And if there are no repercussions for stepping outside of those bounds, then the, then the rules are meaningless, right? Yes. Like then they, then they don't actually have any weight in our relationship. I saw something on Instagram recently on this account I follow. It's Raquel Martin, PhD. And Dr. Martin is, um, talks a lot about mental health and social justice um, and psychology. And she posted a video recently sort of explaining the difference between a rule and a boundary. And I I felt like it was really helpful. She used the example, if I'm remembering correctly, of like, you know, if you tell somebody, don't email me before 9 a.m., that's a rule because they can email you whenever they want, but you're, you're telling them, don't email me before 9 a.m. Um, if you respond, if you respond to that email before 9 a.m., that's breaking your own boundary. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a different, the rule, the ultimatum to your partner is I don't feel comfortable with this. The boundary is if you do this, I am going to respond in this way. The boundary yep. is I am responsible for my feelings. I am responsible for caretaking and providing for myself as a protector. I'm, I'm going to protect myself and take care of myself in these ways. Yep. If you act accordingly, right? The rule is um, we don't, we, uh, you know, in our partnership, we don't participate in, in, in sex work in this, in these ways, whatever, mm-hmm. um, the boundary is going to be up to you and how you take care of your emotional and physical needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and these types of rules require consent from both parties to be part of, right? So like yeah. if you, and, and what's scary about that is that that means that your, your boyfriend could say, I don't want to follow that rule, right? Like, yes. And I think sometimes we get into this idea of like, if I set up the right rules, then I can like make people do the things that I want them to do. Right. Like the idea of like, don't email me before nine. Guess what, friend? People are going to email you before nine. Like that's going to happen. Yes. Yes. Or the person has to agree and say like, yes, okay, I understand. And I won't do that. Um, But what need, but that doesn't actually mean that we can like force people to do the thing that we want to. Right. Right. If you set up this rule where you say, Hey, if you do sex work, then we can't be in relationship together. Then, then he has to consent to that. And that can be really scary because like, who knows what he's going to decide to do? Who knows if he's going to say like, actually, I want to do this more than I want to be in relationship with you. Or I think this is deeply unfair. And the fact that you would impose it on me feels like not a great sign for our relationship. All of that stuff could happen. 
but that doesn't mean that we're necessarily doing something wrong. Like if this is absolutely important to you, it's important for both of you to know that so that you can decide whether or not you are going to be in relationship with each other. But there's always the risk that this person is going to say like that rule doesn't work for me. And that is his prerogative, right? Like he gets to decide whether or not he wants to agree to the rule that you're proposing for your relationship. Yes. And and I also want to say it is 100% reasonable. And I think people within the sex work world would agree that you can, there can be a buffet of boundaries and rules for your relationship, right? For sure. There are, just like Sam said, there's, he has a, multitude of different rules and boundaries for his relationship that are different than his past relationships. Right. And that, you know, um, making up an example, like, you know, for example, let's pretend that in my relationship, it's absolutely okay for Willow to kiss other people, but she can't have sex with them. That, that is something, (laughs) this is an example. That's a great one. (laughs) Right. Uh Well, I'm, I don't know. No, it's just a great one. Cause that's also like part of our, (laughs) part of Peter and my's agreement around like what's okay. What's not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Cute, 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 cute. I was just channeling Mr. Blackwell. Um, That's right. Yeah. But like meaning you don't have to be, and you know this from your first year in this non-monogamous um, polycule, like that you're, you don't have to be boundaryless or ruleless. In fact, I know that polyamorous and non-monogamous partnerships require a ton of rules and negotiation and communication mm-hmm. and boundaries, right? And so if at the end of all of this soul searching that you do about like why this was so activating for you, which by the way, very relatable would be activating for me too. For sure. If at the end of all of this soul searching, you discover, I still don't want you to have sex with other people for money. I'd be comfortable with something like camming. That is it. I mean, you can negotiate that with them like that. It, what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be like one big wall or no walls, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. There's, there's an in between here that, that you two can figure out together. Yes. To our letter writer, you're doing the right things. Even asking yourself, why, why, why am I reacting in this way? For sure. Absolutely. All right, KB, thank you so much for writing to us. Uh, We hope that this uh, musing, that some of this advice will be helpful in in helping alleviate some of your anxiety around this. And, um, you know, Sierra and I have faith that you will be able to figure this out with your partner, whether or not that means that sex work is on the table or not. And um, that no matter what the outcome is, uh, you are going to make the decision that is right for you and in terms of what you are and not are not okay with when it comes to your relationship. All right, my darling, we love you so much and we hope this helps. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us, or if you would like to access all of our episodes without ads, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to every single one of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. 
Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, our boundaries don't have to look like all or nothing. Oftentimes, they are conversations. They are negotiations. They can be malleable and they can be supported by things like rules. Ultimately, boundaries are gifts that we give to ourselves. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>